When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to you, Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor, reflecting on another win for Bristol City, beating Hull last weekend 2-1, looking ahead to the game against Borough this weekend, also reflecting on the fate and the plight of Berry and Bolton. We're here from Lee Johnson and Casey Palmer. Gregor, let's start with... Hull last weekend, uh, you were there after your lashes jaunt. You missed the best day of the ashes. Yeah, I, I did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of rain on the day I went even as well. Brilliant. So, so you didn't even see that much. Um, but then you made your way across to um, the sport you're more familiar with and watched Bristol City play Hull. By all accounts, not like an amazing performance, but another away win. Yeah, I, I would maybe slightly disagree with that. They did they did play really well. Maybe Hull did as well. But was it that Hull deserved more from what I've seen and read? Yeah, they, it was one of those games where, in typical Bristol City fashion, it was end-to-end, almost like a basketball game. Both, te- both teams had a, a glut load of chances mm. and I think Hull City maybe could have scored more. I thought Jared Bowen's header, where he's kind of just pushed off the ball a little bit. Uh, when he met a, a deep um, George Honeyman cross, he maybe should have scored that one. Uh, Grozicki hit the post and was a was a pain throughout. Some good names, didn't they, Hull? Yeah, I saw them play Swans, and you think there's some quality in that side. They're a good team. I, it's I, not really getting over the green at the moment, are they? Yeah, I think I might have said last time I spoke to the Hull reporter up there, and in every game they have had a, had a real look in. Mm. And yeah, as you say, they just just things haven't gone their way and I I do think by the end of the season they'll be in an, a good position they could con, contend for the top six and I wouldn't be surprised actually if they came to Ashton Gate and won Ashton Gate What about Bristol City's away for? It's, it's so decent It's very decent yeah it's superb in fact it can't be bettered in this calendar year I think I was tweeting after the game saying that by my calculations, that was their eighth win on the road this calendar year. And only Leeds United can match that. And they can only do that if you include their d- win at Derby County in the playoffs. And um, so you so, can't really count that? No. So Bristol City don't have that game to, to, to count. Exactly. So, so it's, yeah, it's phenomenal form on the road and it's consistent it's 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 good work by the club and Lee Johnson I was asking the head coach this week why that is and he he was going into detail about his attention to detail and saying about how obviously the, the travel is a big thing they yeah. they do fly to these places which I do think is making a difference, a difference. yeah less cutting down on travel times uh, let's let's actually hear that bit from Lee Johnson yeah. now I think we've been pretty consistent away from home and uh, we worked we looked at everything in terms of the journey so we've been uh, lucky enough to to fly to five or six games and, and probably those wins I'm sure there's times that we've flown um, the way we work when we get to the hotel because that's important as well and it's just every minute detail really of trying to assess can we improve this that whether it be the food whether it be the team meetings whether it be the information we give the players 
whether that we put in a team activity to lighten the mood or whether they need to do a yoga session while they're up there, whatever that is, um, I think that you keep making uh, correct decisions, inevitably it will come out in the players' performance. And, of course, they've got to implement and execute that performance and they're good players with great attitude. So I always feel going into any championship game, even if it's a tough one away from home, that we've got as good a chance as any due to the attitude and the application of the players. Have you actually had any of those team activities that you mentioned there? Didn't you have Oh, yeah, a, we've done it all. Last year? Yeah, we had a magician, yeah. yeah. Uh, he managed to get us three points, pulled one out of the hat, which is good. Um, yeah, we've had it all. We have, like, inspirational speakers. We've got a speaker series where we get guys in. Um, that we respect in all different fields. Um, Marcus Truscoff. Yeah, Truscoff's come in. We've had the, the Red Arrows have come in, one of the sort of the manager, if you like, or the, the lead member of the Red Arrows, and that was interesting in terms of communication. Um, we've had a number of uh, ex-players that, that have come across, and, and sometimes just to mingle with the lads, but sometimes to deliver a bit of a speech. It's always good when we sign new players because we have the entertainment factor of then ruining a few classics, um, which is good. And, and it's about forming, again, what we talked about earlier, that those individual relationships and cohesion of the team. So, Gregor, they're being basically given the backing to make these away trips easier by flying and things. It does make a difference, doesn't it? You because I know it's a completely different scenario, and it's a League Two club. But I did uh, Swansea against Cambridge midweek this week, and Cambridge had to get a bus back from Swansea to Cambridge. You know, which is like mm. four and a half hours, five hours. What's Bristol City to hell in the car? You did it. Well, I, I did it on the train actually, ah. but <laughs> and it, and it well, involved. How long was it? Well, a good five, six hours because it involves several bus replacement services as but well. This is, so you know, <laughs> so teams get trains as well. You see Manchester United get on the train and things. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It does, it does. And I thought it was interesting there, Lee was saying about how he's organised entertainment as well for the players and stuff like this when they're away. And they've also had motivational speakers come in, all this kind of thing. Ed Marcus Trescothic last season, continuing yep. the cricket vibe. But he was also saying there about how the leader of the Red Arrows came in to talk about leadership. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Yeah, in, interesting little uh, insight into the club there. And, um, yeah, some of the good work. But obviously now we need to see them replicate that, hopefully. At home. Yeah. Yeah, so Borough this weekend. Uh, Jonathan Woodgate's the new manager. What do you make of their start to the season? Yeah, I think it could be a good time to play them at the moment. They, they've they only won one game this season. Uh, that was at home. And they haven't won away from home yet. I think their, their only home win was the 1-0 win over Wigan. And they lost at home to Brentford, drew with Millwall, away from home. Um, they drew with Millwall all, didn't they? Then that was at home. Yeah, yeah they, they lost did. at home to Blackburn, actually. Uh, no, they lost away to Blackburn. Away to Blackburn. Yeah. And they lost at home to, to Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, and they drew 3-0 with Luton. And, yeah, it's, it's obvious that um, Jonathan Woodgate's coming and he's trying to implement a slightly different playing style. I mean, when you go from Tony Pulis's style, that's going to take time, right? Yeah. They've got a few problems of their own as well. They're playing Johnny House and regularly a right-back, and that's that's a bit odd. He, obviously, Ryan Shotton, statistically, you know I love my statistics, <laughs> he was the standout right-back in the in the Championship last season. Instead, they're playing him at centre-back, and they brought mm. House to right-back. I'm not sure about Why? that myself. Yeah, I, I guess it's because, obviously, they lost uh, Aidan Flint, who... Uh, Hasn't had such a great time, actually, it has to be said, mm. down at Cardiff City. Didn't they lose 3-0 the other night? I mean, and yeah. With him, him Aiden, Aiden Flint must want, 
where he's going at the moment because he's not on the best of level. I mean, yeah, just talking about Borough there, but if you look across the championship table, and you can't really look at the table until 10 games in, and even then, I don't think you can look at the table until sort of yeah. a little bit later on. But there are a few surprises at the moment. You know, Swansea. Yes, do, yeah. Doing brilliantly, playing nice passing football. Teams that are playing passing football generally are doing quite well, but for Borough, they've tried to change it, and it's not going that way. Yeah, but is that because it's this time of year when the, the weather's better, the, the pitches are nice? Yeah, exactly. The grass <laughs> is almost greener. Um, maybe we might see that a little bit different come the bad weather and and when, I don't know, when squad injuries hit mm. and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it could be a good time to face Borough. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a tremendous opportunity here. I always look at, like, what's the best-case scenario? And if Bristol City, because they play in that early kickoff, top. they could go equal top, oh, yeah, or with a 5-0, with a crazy well, they'd need win. a good, yeah. good goal swing, wouldn't they? Because they're five goals behind Leeds, so they couldn't go top, really, unless they won 5 No, but just, I would be saying to the squad, if I was Lee Johnson, listen, lads, here's your chance. Win this game. We got Set equal. Yeah, equal top, because, obviously, I think, as you said, Leeds play Swansea, don't they? Yeah, they play. They play uh, late. I mean, best case scenario for Bristol City is that's a draw, so they'd be one point off the top going into the international break. Exactly, it'd be a superb start to the season. I think. I mean, you given given where they were sort of three four weeks ago when they played Leeds, it's just like that game. They got that game out of the way, and things have clicked more, isn't it? it they I, have, I know they Leeds have are to, really good. Leeds are like the standout team, and it's whether they can probably keep it going. I, I was speaking to a few other journalists, and they were saying, this was from other clubs, and they were saying that their worry with Bristol City is whether they've got the squad depth. And they also ask the, the same question. Every season. Yeah, yeah. And they probably have got a little bit of room for manoeuvring in the January transfer window. We mentioned that before. Got the money. Yep. Yeah, they've got, they must have a bit of money left to spend. But... Also, yeah, I, I would probably say, and Lee Johnson pointed at this this week in the press conference as well, look at the results they're getting at the moment mm. and also look at the injuries they've got at the mm. moment. So we all know about the problems at the back there. Yeah, Adam Nige being out as well. Yeah, he. the good news, of course, on him is that yesterday, basically, Lee Johnson said he's very close to returning. That's he's just, just been called up by the Hungary national squad. He, he might not play this weekend there's a slim chance he could do but it's unlikely probably not going to risk him he, 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 yeah but I mean on, on, on paper I mean Callis being out is, is bad that's really bad and we know that I, I am worried about that but Tommy Rowe no one would have thought Tommy Rowe coming in would have been you know well if Jade Silver was fit he'd be challenging him to start mm, yeah I Lee Johnson said several times to us in press conferences that Tommy Rowe, he thinks, could be the championship signing of the season. Early days. It's incredible, isn't it? But yeah, free transfer. And some people picked up on this in the summer and said that he could be a smart signing because he was captain at a good Doncaster side. Yeah, who yeah. obviously only lost in the League One playoffs last season. But with respect, do you think Doncaster, league below, you think of his age, you think, oh, OK, he's going to be a squad player. Yes, yeah, and it's funny how it works out. You'd probably say the same, wouldn't you, about Taylor Moore? And look how he's come in and Brilliant. doing the business. I thought, I thought he really was superb up at Hull, by the way. And I think this three at the back system yeah. really suits him. He's another one, mm. a bit like Bailey Wright, that I'm not entirely convinced that in a back two, uh, sorry, a back four, as in like the two centre backs, either him or Wright can really dominate the the, the centre forward that they're marking. It's so, when they've got the backup. Yeah, when they've got the three, they're less mm. exposed, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also it gives you a bit more freedom to, to go forward with the ball, bring the ball out of defence. Um, so I just think Bristol City are really suited to that three at the back system. It's working, working really nicely for them. 
And yeah, exciting times. Let's hope they can put it together again on Saturday. Mm. Casey Palmer came on against Hull in the, in the 3 1 win. What have you made of his start to the season? Because we're going to hear from him in just a sec. Yeah, really impressed. And I've seen some fans even saying at this early stage that he could even be in consideration for player of the season later on along the campaign. Fans love him. They got a song for him. Yeah. And um, I, hey, I think this is fantastic work by Lee Johnson, really. And we're going to hear about this here from Casey. But. For a player to want to come back to Bristol City so much, and this is this that was the message from yeah. Casey yes, um, speaking to him yesterday. He really wanted to come back to Ashton Gate. It doesn't sound like there was much doubt, and it's kind of backed up by his social media activity, mm. wasn't it? His son yeah. wearing a Bristol City kit, him wearing Bristol City training wear across uh, the summer, and he explained in some detail about how it was everything at City is right for him in terms of on and off the pitch, his family life really important. Mm. Let's not forget that side of stuff but also his belief and relationship with Lee Johnson. I thought it was really interesting that he said some people might have thought that from his limited minutes, and he didn't get many starts last season, if no. you look back. No, he didn't. Why would he want to come back to Bristol City And after that? Well, he explained that he trusts Lee Johnson and he's got a great relationship with him and he really believes that Johnson can get them. So that's um, that bodes really well for this mm. season, and so far that has happened. And hopefully, yeah, it continues. Let's hear from Casey Palmer now. Then, obviously, from work with him last season, not many people would have thought I would want to come back to Bristol City, given what game time I got on the pitch. But I knew that the manager can develop me and hopefully try and fulfil my potential. And he's done that in the past with a lot of players that have obviously kicked on into the Premier League. So I was trusting what he can do for me as a player on the pitch and off the pitch. So. So, it was a no-brainer. So Lee's had a big impact on you, is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say the manager's been crucial in me deciding to come back here and the project of the club, Mark Ashton, everything seems perfect where the club want to get to, which is the Premier League, and it'll be great to be the first or part of that as a team to get to the Premier League, so yeah. Yeah, great to hear from Casey Palmer, who looks to be a key part of the squad. We didn't speak about Matty Taylor departing last week. Uh, it's obviously only a, a lone move to Oxford, but is that the end for him at Ashton Gate? I, yeah, I think so, to be honest. My information is that, OK, yes, he could technically be called, recalled in January, but I don't think that'll happen. I've been told by a couple of sources that basically he'll be moving on, really. And, yeah, it's a bit sad. I don't feel Matty maybe got the full chance that, that he deserved at Why? Bristol City. And Why do you think that is? Because is it because he wasn't good enough, or was it because circumstances, injuries? What do you think? In those forward positions, you've always got real competition for places, and unfortunately, Matty probably, to be fair to Lee Johnson, didn't do enough in those times he came on the, to the pitch. However, I always thought that Matty's performances were getting slightly better, and that's certainly backed up by the old statistics. In terms of goals and um, assists, etc. So, yeah, the other thing is, listen, you've got to make some decisions along the line, and Matty is 29 years old. Yep. I think he's 30 later this season or, or next summer. And, yeah, you've got some players like Antoine Semenyo, who I have to say was outstanding, apparently, for the under-23s against Barnes the other day. And he is a really, really top prospect. And also Sekou Janna as well, mm -hmm. who did well in pre-season. And I really rate, and I think both those guys could well break through at Bristol City. And, yeah, you, you've, got, you you've got to free up players. Yeah, mm. for, for, you've got to keep the pathway clear. And that's essentially what the club is doing there. Don't forget, of course, Benek Fobe 
is looking good doing the business Andy Vyman likewise yep. they make a good partnership so yeah unfortunately it's tough for Matty just on strikers mm. we'll just add Freddie Hines has gone out on loan this week to Colchester United and I think there's going to be some more movement later this week in terms of some other fringe players possibly the likes of Hakiba Delican could go out on loan Liam Walsh we know there's interest in him I believe Shrewsbury are very keen on him and Sam Ricketts could could come in for him I know he's like yeah They've got a big decision to make there. But what is, you know, what, what is his future here? Because he's just not getting a chance. And then when he does play, he plays really well. But then I guess Johnson's got a headache in that, you know, you can't drop Hanel Masengo or if Adonai's is fit, you'd probably play him. So it's, it's tricky, it's isn't it? Yeah. You're probably going to see either him or Tyreek Baginson go on loan, yeah. I would have thought, this, this coming week, probably to League One. And likewise, I know there's offers on the table for Marley Watkins at the moment. I believe, Forgotten man. Yeah, I believe he's weighing um, weighing it up whether whether he's going to get more first-team chances as, elsewhere or whether to stay I'd and say, fight. I think he probably place. is going to get more first-team yeah. chances Well, the, I, I do know, though, that Lee Johnson is a big uh, fan of his still and maybe mm, stays in. To the contrary. Well, yeah, I, I, I just know with Marley that he's had a few things in the background in terms of um, injuries yeah. and and other personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so he's a really good player. I personally really rate him. Whenever I do. I've seen I do, him yeah. play for Bristol City, which is not very much. He's delivered and he's scored. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has got he has got goals, and I do feel he could be a good signing for somebody as well. Mm. Or, yeah, maybe he's got. Still a chance at City, but mm. it's tough. The problem is, feel for him, feel for yeah, the problem is you've got guys who are doing the business at the moment, and mm. and I mean that midfield is tough to break into because mm. all of those guys are doing really, really well at the moment. Okay, we'll have to see what transpires over the next few days. The loan window shuts this coming week, isn't Monday, it? Monday, the second of September. Yeah, second of September. Uh, so let's talk about Barry. Um, let's hear what Lee Johnson had to say about it. It's devastating, really, as a as a football supporter, if you like. Um, of course, we don't want to allow people in, really, to this beloved game that haven't got pure intentions. It's very expensive running a football club, there's no doubt in that. I've seen that at all the levels, um, both as a player um, and as a manager now. And um, I think that we've got to relax certain rules in this country. I think uh, I look at the, the potential to have a, a feeder club system which I think the likes of Berry, for example, if um, Premier League and English Football Association suddenly allowed feeder clubs, I guarantee Man City or Man United would have quickly bought Berry to be able to play their younger players. And I think it's a fine line because the club wants to keep the identity, but at the same time, it is the sort of richer getting richer, if you like, and, and the poorer becoming poorer. So we need to find a way to to blood young English talent uh, and play, uh, get them game time in what is a competitive men's football. And we also need to uh, keep afloat these fantastic community-based clubs that are the joy and uh, and the life and soul of most people's lives in that area. And uh, that's the bit... It's frustrating, obviously, I managed Oldham, which was just down the road from Bury, And I know how passionate uh, both sets of supporters were. And uh, that would be a big loss to the local community and an even bigger loss to, to football itself. What did you make of what Lee Johnson said about the Bury situation? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I sort of wrote those comments up from Lee and the feedback has been from some fans to say, oh, I don't like the feeder club system. Mm. And I, I do know where they're coming from. They... 
And I also understand what Lee's saying, and I actually feel that that is a good suggestion. But there's got to be a halfway house. It's got to be how can you get the big clubs investing maybe in the lower league clubs and letting them um, have their players to play more, getting young, getting young, yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's yeah, it's a bit like financial fair play because it then locks in those clubs to forever being and kills the dream of them ever, like exactly, um, exactly, going up the leagues and 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 making it to the Premier League. There's got to be some way around it and that that basically works for all parties Mm. is that obviously shocking to see Barry expelled from the league first time since 1992 that we've seen a club go out like that and yeah so it's just John Lansdowne came out and spoke about it didn't he and about the the test that the owners and things have to be in charge and, and guiding these clubs and having the financial purse strings and guiding them but it's it's unbelievable that Steve Dale, the Bury owner, came out and said he hadn't even heard of Bury having a football club. How can you buy a football club and not know their values, what's behind them, the community? You know, imagine Bristol City went out of business next week because of poor ownership and thousands of fans being up for It's not just about Absolutely. being a business. Of course, Big. a football club has to be a business, but the way Bury has been, it's just a shambles. It is, it is. Big questions for the EFL there, big, big questions. And it does sound like there's a bit of momentum towards having an independent inquiry into it, and I think there probably needs to be. I mean, at the time of speaking, there's a group that say they would buy the club, mm. but they'd need the decision on them being expelled at the EFL to be rescinded. But that's not likely, is no, it? No, I can't see it. And what it's I would say, yeah, is why didn't that happen earlier? And don't forget that the existing solution over the weekend that looked like it was going to happen with CNN. CNN, yeah. Yeah, that looked there's like... There's a reason it was, they didn't buy it, it's looked into it and it wasn't financially viable exactly and that's probably going to be the case with this new mm. interest which seems to have come about from Adriano Basso Incredible. I want you to tell yes. this story please <laughs> tell this story I mean look the, the Berry situation is really sad but this hopefully will even make Berry fans smile because this is an incredible story um, yeah, so I don't know the full details of it, but but it's, apparently it's on social media, isn't it? Yeah, basically Adriano Basso seems to have played a yeah large part in alerting a Brazilian millionaire. Is this right? And um, basically to make a, a last ditch bid for Barry, backed with seven million pounds in the bank or something. And yeah, Basso has played an integral role in 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 alerting uh, basically a foreign investor to this opportunity. Adrian Basso, ex-Bristol City, of course, would have been a connection of Paul Wilkinson is what we saw on social media and the Truro City FC contingent that started from uh, the core of Bury staff after the departure of Ryan Lowe. Just to go back to your sort of original point, there is a wider problem in football and I think there's a lot of clubs under pressure at the moment. We've seen this, uh, players not being paid, uh, club staff being made redundant, etc. And it's very tough beyond the top leagues and... Yeah, as Lee Johnson said earlier, the rich are getting richer, unfortunately, and the poor poorer. Just to finish it off, or round it off, really, is, um, yeah, Bristol City, obviously, very well backed and looked after by the Lansdowne family, and Mm. Bristol City fans are very lucky to have, yeah, such owners looking after the club. It just puts it all in perspective, doesn't it, really, that you see how wrong it can go. Yeah, definitely, and I'm not too sure that fans even in this day and age, are still aware of just how precarious the finances are behind everything. And that's why a club like City 
just can't go and spend mega millions on a striker in the transfer window yeah. and yeah. instead has to be a bit cleverer, a bit smart, a bit creative and bring in the likes of Benica Fobe, who's done brilliantly instead. There's some good news for Bolton. They've got a reprieve. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. Sounds like they have been saved, so, uh, if, yeah. What do you think is, like, the future of, of football ownership and, and business? Because how much longer can it be that these tests aren't carrying out due di- diligence when a new owner comes in? Yeah. Are we going to see this more? Well, there's a lot of talk at the moment about having an independent body, sort of like you've got the likes of Ofcom regulating yeah. the, the communications trade, that you maybe have some kind of regulatory body um, over English football. But I can't see that happening because basically it probably would have happened by now. Mm. And we just know that the FA are glacial in there and the uh, EFL in terms of reform. And, yeah, there's a lot of changes, in my opinion, still needed in football across the board. And, and, and unfortunately, it never happens. I mean, that could work um, in, in terms of yeah further reforms in terms of ownership. I personally would like to see more fan involvement. I, yeah. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but in my downtime, I like to go and watch Bath City yeah. play. I was down You're there. A on, you? Yeah, I was down there on Mondays watching them play Oxford City, and yeah, I, I sort of put some of my own money, just uh, not very much because <laughs> he's a millionaire. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just peanuts, basically, into into Bath City because it because it all helps and yeah, and then in turn the fans get like a, a view and a say on the big decisions. Yeah. It doesn't always work out but, like but that. But there are fan. I mean, Newport is owned by a supporters trust. Yeah. So you know there, there is a model to say that can happen. And it's 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 commonplace in in Germany, isn't it? The old fifty plus one rule, isn't it? So I would like to see that happen more in this things, yeah. in in this country. And certainly, if there's any good to come from the Berry story then maybe that there'll be reform and this kind of thing yeah Yeah, it doesn't happen perhaps foolishly but i still hope there might be some hope for them but i'm I'm not sure it looks like it's it's done unfortunately and commiserations to to all berries for berry fans it doesn't seem enough to say something like that when you've lost your football club but uh it's it's the social side of it isn't it the wider community side and football clubs are at the heart of a community you know Mm. But with you got Bristol City on one side of the city, Bristol Rovers on their side. It's mm. cultural, it's community, it's a Saturday afternoon with your mates, isn't it? It's, it is. Uh, week in, week out, it's the same thing. And to have that taken away from you is just massive. Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out, actually, to Brislington FC at this point because they're hosting a Bristol City Legends game this weekend where they're raising money for one of the mental health charities. And, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, a fair few, obviously, or Who's playing? Robins any, plays. Any, I know Jamie McAllister is involved oh, in that. I think Scotty Murray is down there as well. He's normally at least I saw those guys playing the other week as well for the uh, local fire service. Yes, so, they did. Yeah, and, and this Andy is Johnson all... played last the other week, didn't he? He did, mm. yeah. Oh, played is maybe a... Oh! <laughs> no, I... Telling he's... you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he, he was... Uh, he sprayed some good passes about. Um, so, finally, Borough, what are we saying? Prediction? Feeling confident, so I'm going to go 2-1 home win, but... I was going to say 2-1 as well. But, yeah, this is the sort of fixture I feel like City had a several times last season and they weren't able to do the business. Remember Wigan. That's what, that's, yes. That's what yes. it reminds me of. Yeah, indeed. OK, well, we'll be back next week. Scotty Murray is our special guest for the international break and Greg will be giving us his thoughts after the Borough game as well. Thank you for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.